and welcome to the Untitled Van Life Project. Uh, this is the series called Midday Ramblings with Q. You got it I'm right. I'm Q. I am Q. It, yeah, Midday. Yeah, I did it right. Okay. I am Q. <laughs> and joining me are your typical hosts, uh, Caleb and Amy. Uh, yeah. Today we're, we're talking about the Midnight Gospel episode Six. We have not recorded an episode in over two months, but here we are. I've actually been Nobody excited to talk about. That. Well, yeah, fun facts for the listeners. <laughs> um, but you know what? We are dedicated f- to this craft. Even yeah, after two yeah. months, we still have perseverance. And this is our first episode of twenty twenty one with you, Cusick. Oh, that's true. Happy and you guys, New Year. you guys, you guys have become masters of the podcast. What? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying I, I listen. Well, I'm actually a couple episodes behind, but I listen to uh, your podcast uh, minus my episodes because I don't like listening back to my episodes. But uh, you guys, yeah, you're getting better and better at, uh, you know. Thanks, Cusick. Yeah, thanks for listening to uh, our podcast, Cusick. Everyone who's listening now, well- continue to listen to this one, too. Indeed. Um, so in episode six of The Midnight Gospel, this is the least podcasty episode um there is a little bit of uh, a podcast uh in there later in the episode uh but the majority of uh this episode takes place in um the ribbon uh, the ribbon the the rainbow ribbon or whatever it's called where clancy is uh, using his simulator and he's kind of dealing with some uh real world problems and anxiety that he's kind of been uh ignoring um, Amy, why don't you give us uh, your first impressions <laughs> as as you can? I'm putting you on the spot, Ames. Spin the wheel, it's right. Ames. That's right. It landed on me. I will take it. This episode, I really, really enjoyed it. It was, you know, one of the more, I would say one of the more relatable episodes because it was just Clancy in his natural environment. It was him in his house. It was him in his world, even though his universe is kind of trippy and right. not exactly like the space we live in. Um, it's pretty close, though, with the, with the wobbles. You know, <laughs> the wobbles, They're, they're yeah. right outside, all the wobbles. <laughs> yes, all the different colored wobbles. <laughs> um, no, but I was really pulled into this episode pretty much the whole time. Um, it was really interesting to see how Clancy handles or doesn't handle conflict in this case. Yes, and doesn't take responsibility for things. No, no. And well, and we see him dealing with some of his own anxieties, like you said, Cusick, in the real world that is helping him like run away from dealing with that conflict. Yeah, like when his sister calls him at the beginning of the episode, right away. I think they did a really yeah. good job of like bringing that intensity into a show because I really like as that was happening, you a know, cartoon. you could feel <laughs> like they were. I feel like they were trying to express what Clancy was feeling through visuals or through sound or through anything that they could. And I think they did a really good job. Yeah, I, I agree. I um, yeah, I w- like I said, I was kind of excited to get to this episode because, um, you know, all the episodes previous, you spend the majority of the episode inside the simulator, um, which you know, like you said, his world is kind of trippy as it is. Although he does mention in this episode he's from Earth, so we now know that the ribbon is not a part of Earth; it's some other. I don't know, futuristic. So it seemed like the ribbon was kind of like his get, like this is where he's run to and to hide from all of his problems on earth. Like I almost, yeah, I feel like I started creating this backstory in my mind 
of like he was having there was just a lot of a lot of shit going down on earth a lot of problems he just did not want to face or things he wanted to confront and he just like left i think the yes. narrative did a great job of incepting that into your mind yes and, yes and putting that backstory in there yeah it, and uh yeah i think it, it kind of lets the viewer's mind run a little wild which i like and um i it's kind of you know funny because he's had his first five episodes he's had all these interesting talks and he's talked about meditation and forgiveness and all this stuff and then his sister calls him and is trying to forgive him because he took money from her and you know she didn't want him to buy the simulator but he did buy the simulator anyway and she's trying to forgive him and she's trying to quote gandhi and you know he's <laughs> pretending like he's not even on the phone and he's like this is a voicemail and then he hangs up i need on to try her. that technique i've never never done that before <laughs> I mean, um and uh so yeah it's like you know all all this all these interesting talks and and uh meditation techniques and you actually see now that he's dealing with real world problems it hasn't stuck as well as he maybe thought or or would have hoped um and so yeah you kind of see the and feel the anxiousness that he's kind of going through um early in the episode and hangs up on his sister while she's quoting gandhi and trying to forgive him for um buying a simulator anyway even and like though she that, didn't want him to do that her trying to forgive him is what's like what's triggering him Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? It's like, I, cause yeah. I, I feel like we, I related to that sometimes. It's like, she's even trying to do good, but from the spot he's in, his unhealthy spot and mentality, he's like just turning it on its head and it's making him more anxious and he doesn't want to deal with shit. <laughs> but I feel yeah. like when you're in so, that heightened anxious state, you don't see things for what they really are. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, he doesn't see this phone call or this conversation as like a loving um, gift of forgiveness. Like, I feel like he's seeing it as a trigger and just unleashing the anxiety, and then his vision is clouded. Yes, yes. He won't, he's not willing to open up in the real world, even though he's been opening up so much in these um, uh, artificial worlds Uh uh, through Mm -hmm. the simulator. Once he's actually in the real world and he has his, this is kind of our first opportunity where we see him uh, try to. take these these new concepts that he's been uh, digesting in the first five episodes to apply it to the real world and he's not able to um but then he kind of distracts himself by uh finding the pie messiah and <laughs> the um, pie messiah that has to be my, pie... one of my favorite moments of the whole <laughs> yeah of the whole <laughs> show is the pie messiah. It's pretty, honestly that it's sounds like a great bit. that sounds like a great instagram handle the pie, pie messiah pie messiah <laughs> Uh, it sounds like a good Pi Messiah was kind of Instagram versus reality, too. Though yes. apparently he didn't cook it right. He cooked it in the oven not and a he microwave. needed a microwave. Oh, right. And not the microwave. So, yes. yeah, he didn't even follow the directions correctly on that. Not to mention the whole season so far, he's been ignoring his simulator, saying that he needs to take care of it. Um, no maintenance. No maintenance. Um, so, yeah, he makes the Pi Messiah, but he makes it incorrectly. It looks crappy. And then he, like, semi does something crappy and nice because he's like, well, maybe I'll give my pie messiah to my neighbors, even though it's a piece of shit, basically. Um, so it's, like, almost a nice gesture, but he's also just getting rid of the pie messiah because he doesn't want to eat it himself. So it's, like, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of strange. 
But we see the neighbor and we find out that he's been using simulators to harvest goods so that he can grow his wealth. He's using it also illegally, but um, selfishly. Um, whereas, and you know, child labor, too. He's putting his kids. Oh, yeah. He's, he's also <laughs> using. Yeah. He's also using child labor and trying to assassinate um, uh, unicorns. unicorns. He's trying to get um, the artifacts. Horns. Yeah. That's fair. Well, he's trying to get the artifacts, um, which I mean, Clancy's been taking shoes, and he got um, Charlotte, <laughs> but it's but he it's not so much uh, selfish gains where he's trying to uh, monetize it or get money out of it. It's just he has a weird shoe fetish, I guess. Um, you think it's more the shoes than the feet in the shoes, or the toe in the well, shoes for this time around? That's, yeah, oh, yeah, yes, that's true. the toe, the toenail, more like. <laughs> well, he was an octopi, so. Tentacle. Tentacle. Tentacle <laughs> no, when he gets I home. Don't... No, because when he gets home, you see it just on his big toe, and he like flicks. It oh, off. that's true. It is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we we kind of realize that most people who have been getting these simulators have been using them illegally to harvest things that they can sell in the real world. So I mean, uh, in one sense, it's like it kind of makes you like Clancy more because he didn't get his simulator to selfishly. Um, uh, gain worldly possessions that he can make money off of. He's still this poor dude living in a trailer trying to um, learn about meditation and have interesting conversations. But, but he also says not... that he's trying to make money off of his space cast. Like, that was his pitch well, to that's, his sister that's true. when he was like, can I have this money? He's like, I'm about to make a bunch of money off of this space cast with this that idea. That is true. But that then true. it kind of falls through and he doesn't, yeah, leads us. But, there. I mean, he, he is... Um, that is a good point, but he's trying to make money by being kind of creative through it, um, mm -hmm. rather than just taking possessions and selling gold or whatever. Yep, and yeah. that's so, the loophole uh, of life. <laughs> which, uh, which, uh, yeah, maybe a mirror. I mean, you guys are doing a podcast. Hopefully, it'll become popular. But even if it doesn't, I have fun having these uh, conversations. You are doing the podcast. Hopefully, it will become popular. <laughs> uh, true. I, uh, um, but uh, so let's see what happens after. He visits, oh, his neighbors are assholes. They kick him out. And then he meets. Uh, <laughs> he does learn about, he learns about the green the oil. oil. The oil mm -hmm. that he needs to put yeah, on he his learns world about simulator to keep it maintenance and running accurately. So yes. That's a and then he, and then uh, I'm blanking on the name of the mustache dude. Bryce. Um, Captain, Captain Bryce. Bryce. Cap Captain Bryce. What a strange character. What a strange character. Yeah, I he laughed. With the really ever growing hard, mustache. Yes. Yeah, his his mustache keeps growing and it like falls off his face for a second, but flies back to him, and he sings a funny song about all the poisonous colored clouds, which made me laugh. The wobbles, dude. Um, they're called wobbles. Wobbles, right? Wobbles. Um, so yeah, there's there's some weird trippy stuff in this episode, even in the quote unquote real world uh, that Clancy's in, but um, yeah, that that's kind of a strange little piece where Clancy then ends up deciding that he's just going to steal oil from his neighbors rather than trying to take it from the uh, the cow uh, the cow that's stuck in a brown quabble yeah stuck in a brown Sally started with an S Sally Stacy even though he Sadie? walks by lots of the cow things with light when he goes to the neighbors when he goes to the neighbors yeah he could have just stolen one of those cows I guess yeah, I think uh, Captain I he, Bryce is kind of an idiot. <laughs> yeah, he's not the smartest, what? but he's like, what do you? What is Captain Bryce's role in this episode? Humor, maybe, maybe comedic relief a little yeah. bit. 
I guess it's more comedic relief because I, I don't feel like he necessarily passes on any genuine wisdom. That's more David's role once he goes into the simulator after um, fixing it. Um, yeah, I think Captain Bryce is more just to be another funny character. Well, there oh, there is one important moment where Captain Bryce is going to try to help fix Clancy's simulator, and he's the one that realizes that uh, Clancy actually has one of the rarest and most illegal simulators there is, and he mentions, oh, I used to have one of those illegal simulators. Now I know your secret, you know mine, so they kind of have this... Uh, not, I mean, Clancy's kind of unaware of all this stuff, but Captain Bryce is like, oh, now we, we have secrets on each other. We both have illegally harvested yeah, from, a very, from a very rare simulator. Um, so I guess there is a little bit. It doesn't come back, I think, in the rest of the season, but if there is Spoiler. a season two... Yeah, uh, well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm jumping ahead. Um, but uh, but if there is a season two, maybe that that will be brought back into uh, the plot of everything. But yeah, other than kind of them finding each other's secrets about his illegal, very rare simulator that Clancy has, he's more just comedic relief, and he gets stuck in a strange yellow um, wobble, quabble, is it wobble, wobble, whatever it's just called, with a W, not a quabble, <laughs> a quabble. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm. My name is Q, my name is Q. Everything's a quabble. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not affiliated with QAnon though. Just for the record. Um, Did you like Quibi? But, uh, Quib. Uh, I never watched any Quibi. Watched is that any still Quibi. going on? Uh, no. Quib is Quibi still a thing? No, it failed. Kizik, like, do you read the Quibbler? Yeah. Are you a Quibbler uh, or do, are you a Daily Profit guy? I I is do. That, is that read Harry Potter? The, shit? I do read the Quibbler. That's Good. Harry Potter shit. Guys, we'll talk you about are, Harry Potter. You are we, we need to talk good. about Harry Potter after this. I might be I might be I a little are. xenophilious. I, I might be a little are. xenophilious. Um I'm still on book seven. I need to finish it. Yes, anyway, you do. uh we're not talking about Harry Potter. Um uh but the quibbler. Oh wait, not the quibbler. <laughs> the quibbler. You are talking about Harry Potter. <laughs> I am talking about Harry Potter. Uh so finally the um, after the quabble. After after the yeah, uh, Captain <laughs> the queen. After Captain Bryson or whatever his name is gets uh, that is stuck it. stuck in 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 the yellow cloud. Um, Clancy gets in an argument with his simulator because the simulator, much like his sister, he can see his eyes. Uh, in a in a sense, he can see his eyes. I can see my eyes, Master. Um, is like, hey, you know, I told you that you should do maintenance on me for weeks. And um, he's kind of in denial. And he's like, hey, maybe the simulator makes a suggestion. Maybe you should talk to my friend David. He's a professional meditator. And Clancy, this is one of, the, I think this might be the first time, if I remember correctly, that Clancy actually doesn't want to go into the simulator. He's, he's arguing with his simulator. Um, and uh, his simulator is accusing him of not properly taking care of things and not uh, paying attention at, uh, kind of ignoring his uh, his real world duties, and he doesn't want to go into the simulator to meet this David character who's uh, uh, a master of meditation. But he slips on something I don't remember what, and ends up falling into the simulator. He was the, the pie in that Doesn't, animal's thought... mouth. Oh, you're right. You're right. Like you're in right. that monster's mouth, the aureal yes. monsters looking thing. Well, it's like the pie was alive, right? Yeah, it was like the, a pie the monster. The pie messiah started coming alive out of the simulator. Yeah, the the pie messiah became a bunch of pie monsters, uh, mm -hmm. pie monster, pie devils, pie demons, pie demons. Um, 
Yes. Um, they don't like those ovens. And, yeah, they don't like those ovens. So he slips on one of these uh, pie demons and falls into the simulator as a little octopi avatar and uh, meets, meets our uh, character, David, who this is our brief touch into a podcast. This is the least podcasty episode, as I mentioned. I wanted more of this um, podcast, honestly. Yeah, it's probably it out makes there on the Duncan Trussell well, Family it is, Hour, right? But yeah, the Duncan Trussell Family Hour. Uh, what was his last name? David Nick Turn. Turn. As you know, we don't know how to pronounce a lot of things on this podcast. No, we know his first name is David. Everyone calls him David. He reminds me of Luke Skywalker in the Last Jedi, combined with Bob Ross when we first meet him. Yeah, yeah, that is that's an apt that's an apt description. That's how I would. I want I want my body to be like David's, where the outline of my body is just like waves floating, just like a a vibration, a good vibration. Yeah, he's just like a pure energy form. Yeah, (laughs) that's who he is in the show. And I mean, I love all the visuals in the show, but I, I yeah, I definitely like the visuals in um, David's world. And while they don't use the term, I don't remember if I mentioned this in episode one or two, maybe, maybe even three. three but talk, Five. who knows? But talking about monkey mind, um, they don't use the term monkey mind, but there is a monkey There's that a monkey with, uh, in a cape. that distracts distracts um, Clancy as he's meditating because he's thinking about all these things he's he experienced while well, he's trying to meditate which um david's uh mentions silence stillness and spaciousness um yes. and as uh as clancy's trying to meditate he his mind starts racing and he goes into what might be referred to as monkey mind and then he sees a monkey and kind of uh goes down this uh goes down the slope tries to chase yeah down the slope and tries to chase the monkey and uh uh, but then the monkey finally covers his mouth because uh, he's kind of he's he's not able to keep his mind still uh, while trying to meditate. Which, uh, if any of our listeners try to meditate, you will run into that. I'm just gonna go ahead and let you know. Um, but uh, then, for a brief second, he is able to still his mind, and he sees the beetle drinking the water and and other little things. And, and a mouse kind eating of, a piece of pizza. <laughs> yeah. Or a rat, yes, I guess. A, mouse, a rat, a rat eating, a eating a pizza. And so... He just, like, notices so what's around him. Yeah, and he's briefly able to be still and just in the moment and, and witness what is around him. Um, which he then, at the end of the episode, says he's enlightened, which he isn't, but um, he's able to delude himself into that. Uh, oh, I'm getting burpy. Um, <laughs> have you been drinking? <laughs> I've only been drinking water, actually, uh, but I've gotten burpy. In you this can moment. get burpy from water. Um, so, as far as uh, yeah, the meditation uh, bit and and the monkey mind, um, Caleb, I'm going to put you on the spot, and I am actually going to urinate um, uh, and take a break. Take a break? This is you can't just take a break. It's from your I'll podcast. be I'll be back I'll be back in like sixty seconds. All right, wow. What All right, setting that timer. Ready? Go, go, Cusick, oh. go. So he just put me on the spot with nothing. Yeah, he didn't. He just really goes. Leave I'm just you. gonna put you on the spot, he didn't leave you and with I'm gonna go to pee. Say. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
What then that should me and you talk about while Kiza gets pinged? Yeah, because I feel like down? we can't go too far into this without him being a part no, of it. No, he like, this is the meat of the episode. I know. And he's just like, I'm going to leave you with the meat even though you guys are vegans and I'm going to go beat. Well, you know what? This is exactly, I feel like he's not kind of like Clancy. He's not willing to face the reality of the conversation we're about to he's have. He's running from conflict. He's distracting like, himself. Yeah, he's, he is distracting himself by going to his little made-up world, a.k.a. the toilet, where he can, like, pee away all of his problems. He doesn't even have a toilet at his house. Yeah, we know he lives where we used to live. Yeah, and we took the toilet with us. We did. <laughs> <laughs> so now we just got to pee into a hole in the ground. Also, this is definitely more than 60 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was that was a, that was a bold estimate of him. I, know. I think I know. I, oh look hey uh, and then <laughs> hey. David was meditating and like that that is that's what it. life is all about all right right there I think and that's a great end for this I episode yeah, I have nothing else to say after I know that. like wow I didn't you hear what you said think? but I'm sure I'm sure you wrapped everything uh, perfectly <laughs> just like a Christmas um, present just like a Christmas present um yeah. how was your Christmas by the way <laughs> <laughs> it was just like any other day that wasn't Christmas yeah, that's The that's sun rose accurate. and the sun set. That's accurate. And the world orbited that ball of energy. Indeed. You guys were in uh, Arizona? Or were you in Joshua Tree? For Christmas? We were in Arizona. You are in Arizona. Very nice. Oh, Jetters, how I love thee. Okay, cue All right, back to the episode. Yes, yes, back to the episode. Ask me a question, Amy. Go for it. You want me to ask you a question? I'll ask you a question. I mean, you can. What, Sorry, stan- you, you, it's- what stands out to you most in this episode? Or what? Um, what do you? What are you taking from this episode right now? I'm gonna be honest with you. I was excited to get to this episode, and you talked about how wrapped up you were in this episode. And while I was watching this episode, this is my third time watching um, this series. So it's my third time watching the episode, but I was—I've been very distracted this week. With um, uh, for listeners that don't know, I'm a bit of a news junkie, unlike uh, Caleb and Amy. Um, so I was very distracted. My mind was—I was experiencing monkey mind while watching this episode. To be honest with you, so I think the main thing that stood out was that that <laughs> segment, because I was like, oh, I'm dealing with that right now. I'm thinking about world events, uh, more particularly events in America, and um, trying to uh, talk to people on both sides of the political aisle online. I don't know why I waste my time to do that, but I try to <laughs> uh, try to remind people of the humanity on of uh, the side that they uh, perhaps disagree with. So, you know, I talk to... Um, uh, left-leaning people and try to get them to see the humanity in conservatives and vice versa. Um, and I'd been doing a lot of that this week. Um, and yeah, so I was actually very distracted while <laughs> watching this episode, uh, just thinking thinking about the world and um, thinking about my sleep depravity, which has not uh, been good this week. Uh, FYI, audience. But um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you need but, this uh, episode. This episode was perfect. I, in, a, in a sense, I kind of needed this episode because it's like I haven't I haven't been um, uh, I haven't been very present. I've been very distracted. Um, granted, I mean the way I've been distracted and what I've been doing with my distractions, I'm trying to 
um, harness it in the most positive way I can and spread that energy to other people, uh, sometimes successfully, sometimes not as much. But, um, but yeah, I, as far as the whole monkey mind um, little bit, uh, that was kind of the part that hit me the most. It's just like, I need, I, to be honest, as I was watching the episode, I was just thinking, like, I really just need to take a social media break. I need to take a break off of Facebook and Instagram. Um, I need to... You need, uh, you need stillness, get, you need space, and you need, what's the third one? Stillness, S- silence, silence, and spaciousness. Stillness, silence, and spaciousness. Yes. That is what I need. I need silence, stillness, and spaciousness. And um, I do, uh, my radio no longer works in my car, so I do a lot of meditation while driving these days. Um, but, um, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't been meditating properly. I've been very distracted. I've had a lot of the monkey mind going on. So I think that was the main thing that stood out to me. And, and, uh, I was thinking as I was watching this episode that I probably need to step back and, and stop reading so much news and, uh, probably take a social media break, which I do, uh, frequently, but last year I, I didn't take as many social media breaks as I normally would. Hmm. Well, I'm so interested what, what did, to see what action you end up taking, if any. Indeed, indeed, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, but uh, but yeah, also, what, I what love did, your Instagram posts. So will you please still send me what you would have posted yeah. on Instagram what if I you weren't going like to be? I like them too. They're all Leia, basically. So yeah. they're probably yeah. Yeah, I mostly just post stuff Leia about in my nature. dog. Leia in nature. Um, That's what the account should be if, called. If you go Princess to my Facebook, Leia it's. In yeah, if you go to my Facebook, it's a lot of political and I'm not news friends with you on Facebook. Stuff. If you go to anyone's fucking Facebook, yeah, it's a lot I'm of just fucking <laughs> political bullshit. That's Facebook yeah, for face- you. Facebook is full of political shit, and I am guilty of it. Um, but like I said, I try to, um, I'm trying to bridge the two sides to the best of my ability. Um, and trying not You're to dehumanize people. You're the hero we don't deserve, music. You keep on fighting yeah. for that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not fighting for bullshit. I'm fighting for people to see beyond it. But, um, but you know, I understand how people fall into um, weird conspiracy theories. Because, you know, the best conspiracy theories are layered with a lot of truth next to the nuttiness. And they get sucked in. And I try to sift through the shit and wipe away the shit. Sift through the and shit. Only br- sift through the shit and try to only bring out the truth and, and help both sides see it. But it's... I don't get paid for it. It's a waste of my time, in a sense. It's not a waste of my time, but it's it's exhausting. Um, but what did what did you two take um, from this episode the most? I suppose, or or do you or perhaps do you feel like there's any um, real world stuff that you're ignoring in the way that Clancy was ignoring um, his sister or um, or taking care of his uh, simulator? Do you do you f- see any parallels? Which I'm sure it's hard for anyone. You know, Clancy wasn't doing well by being critiqued by his simulator, and and that's something that is part of the human condition. We often reject criticism when it comes our way, even though all of us could probably use some uh, constructive criticism from time to time. Is there anything you could recognize in yourself similar to Clancy from that? Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not good at or taking criticism, I think, in, in that, especially when... I mean, I just love, I think the whole episode for me is kind of almost a metaphor of meditation. You know, they've talked about meditating and meditation in almost like every single episode up to this point. And I know we've talked about it a lot on the podcast, but I feel like this episode as a whole, though most of it takes place 
in the real world slash the ribbon, aka like Clancy not in the world simulator, we see him dealing with his anxieties, dealing with his real world issues, how he's running from them, how his mind is like spiraling the narrative to where everyone feels like they're plotting against him, like it's not his fault that he wasn't taking, he was ignoring the signs of the simulator being like, I need maintenance, and then everything like goes to shit on him, and he has to figure out what to do, and the answer projected via David is, yo, just like, be still. Give yourself space. What was the other one? I can't think of the three S's. Stillness, I'm not good. silence, and spaciousness. Stillness, silence, go. and spaciousness. And I feel like those yes. are actually three things uh, that I'm, or especially stillness, uh, that I'm trying to take into the new year. I mean, I on our most recent episode of our podcast, not this one, we talk about some stuff we're trying to take into 2021, and uh, stillness was one of mine. And um, I felt like that sometimes, yeah, you just... With all the, especially like you, I mean, you mentioned the news, Cusick, this week. We've heard about it. We're out here in the middle of nowhere, and I know what happened at the Capitol, and I know what's going on in the world, but that can plague your mind, and sometimes it's just being still and creating space and being silent to, like, listen to what's around has been, um, I think that was the meat. And I love how, like, when Clancy goes to finally try and meditate, you know, it's like the least podcasty episode we were talking about, but it's like almost perfect. David doesn't have to say a lot because all Clancy needs is stillness, silence, and space. And that's kind of what the episode gives him. Um, that's what David gives him in the sense. And um, that was just like kind of what I took away from it was all that shit. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's, uh, that's very good. And yeah, I think I mentioned before we were recording that there's a brief little fourth wall breaking where you see actually get to see... Um, Duncan and uh, David in the, in their studio recording the actual barely, uh, um, yeah. Just it's kind of like a little glitch in the it's matrix less, type it's of less thing. Less than a Tyler see. Durden flash. Yes, but it's uh, but yeah. There's this little fourth wall break, and uh, it's it's pretty cool. But yeah, I would say stillness of those three is probably the hardest. And uh, also talking about like Clancy's anxiety at the beginning, I think a lot of people want to practice stillness but they get an anxiety of stillness because you know in the world there's such a there's all this pressure to be productive you got to be productive you got to do something you got to be moving forward all the time it's like no you don't have to always be moving forward sometimes you need to be still and just recognize where you are and uh and be where you are be where you are be still in that moment and and silent and spacious or you know recognize the space you're in um, and I think that's something that's hard for everyone. It definitely is hard for me because it's like sometimes I try to practice stillness, but sometimes I feel anxious and guilty when I'm in a space of stillness because I'm like, well, should I be still or should I be moving? Um, and but but we we humans, I, we and now I sound like an alien. We humans. Um, I, Remember you know, that we time are, Rick we forgot are, the word human. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, we are, we're beasts of burden, you know, we, we, we kind of, uh, we need function, which is true, but it's not that we need to be in a state of function 100% of the time. Like we're also a, a conscious species that has self-awareness. And sometimes we just need to stop back, be still and reflect, um, or, or not even necessarily reflect, but see where we are in the present moment, which is so uh, difficult to do, but I, I think you're right. This episode is like, even though it's the least podcasty, it almost is the most meditative 
in the sense that in meditation you you often do kind of have to deal with the monkey mind and the and the anxiety of everything before you can tap into and even if you only tap into it for a brief five seconds the silence stillness and spaciousness um it's incredibly important so yeah even though it's kind of a blip of this episode it kind of comes together very nicely at the end yeah and i i just love how when and you mentioned it earlier when uh, clancy does finally sit down with david and he's like let's just meditate and then clancy's mind just like literally does what anyone's mind does when you sit down to try and meditate it just like goes off on every single thought you were thinking right then without even noticing like oh bees oh my sister sarah oh i fucked up that relationship blah 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 and then it's like that's the monkey mind you're talking about it's like that is okay but i guess one of the goals of meditating is being able to realize that those thoughts aren't you you can listen to those thoughts you can let them come and be and then you can let them go and once you kind of see that space between you and the thoughts that are coming then you can start to kind of like disconnect from them or see them for what they are and find yeah that and i think it's yeah and i think it's also kind of symbolic that he semi wrestles with the monkey yeah but but finally the monkey you know puts his hand over his mouth and it's like he sees the monkey he recognizes the monkey and he recognizes the monkey mind yes and that is a part of the meditation and once he becomes aware of the monkey then he's like oh wait i can detach myself from that and just see what's around me see what is before me and he doesn't it doesn't have to feel like he's putting a what is it a butt plug in the asshole asshole of his mind (laughs) and that's that's just like the cliche uh concept people think of when they think of meditation it's like you need to sit there and shut off your mind and not think about anything that is like a defeating uh negative way to approach meditation um it's like because that's Indeed. that's impossible your mind is gonna think that's what it does but meditating it's not about shutting the mind off it's not about putting the butt plug into the asshole of your mind it's about <laughs> letting those thoughts flow freely and then being able to recognize that you are detached from them you are here those thoughts are there and that that i think that's where it starts i think yeah and i he says it really well when he's saying when clancy's reflecting on his experience and he's kind of like i just accept once i accepted where i was then i was able to create stillness in my mind and like really see Mm -hmm. what was around me and i think the biggest thing that stands out for me in this episode the thing that i think like really strikes a chord in my heart is kind of watching him go through this process of i mean i do think the whole episode basically is a visual meditation right like he feels anxious and then you start to see that anxiety kind of like inhibit all of his experiences like when he tries to bake the pie when he goes to his neighbor's house for the first time um when he meets captain shoot what is it? Captain, captain bryce, bryce. Right. Captain bryce. like all yeah. those experiences were kind know. of like just for lack of a better term, like, I don't know, bummer experiences. Like, they weren't, um, he was just kind of being slapped in the face by whatever was happening to him, I feel like. And I yeah. think it's because he was in that state of anxiety. So then finally he's like, okay, I'm going to, I mean, his simulator makes him meet David and try to meditate. And I think when he sits there and tries, which a lot of us do, um, it doesn't work. I'm putting all this in quotes. When he tries, it doesn't work. Can you see that, listeners? Can you see all the quotes that Amy's yeah. making? When he, I mean, I tried to do it with my voice. When he tries, it doesn't work. Um, and he starts wrestling with the monkey mind. And then once that moment, once he finally accepts where he is, instead of trying 
to be somewhere different or trying to do something different, that's when the spaciousness comes. And that happens to me all the time <laughs> when, yeah. when I try to meditate. And I think it was, for me, it felt, it was a reminder to accept where I'm at and drop the trying. And it was also a reminder that I'm not the only one who suffers through, or not suffers, but who deals with that, I guess. Um, I do think sometimes you can get caught up in the idea of what meditation should look like and what it, you think it looks like for other people. And so then you think you aren't good at it or you're doing it wrong or you should just stop um, or maybe it doesn't work for you. But I think it was a good reminder of like, no, this is common. This is part of the process. Kind of like you both have said, then once you get to that, maybe it's a five second feeling. Maybe it's a five minute feeling of being able to accept where you are and see what's around you and see the space between yourself and your thoughts. That's what it's all about. And the process of getting there is part of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was. I did actually think briefly, um, there's a Buddhist monk I really like called uh, Thich Nhat Hanh. Um, he's a Vietnamese monk. I think he lives in France now. He's like almost 100, but um, or maybe he, eh, I don't think he's dead yet. Um, but anyway, he has a lot of great books, uh, Thich Nhat Hanh. And uh, actually, this might not be a quote of his. I want to say it's a quote of his. But uh, it's like... Um, Enlightenment is when a wave realizes it's the sea or something like that. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've heard that quote. I haven't. Like a wave realize, yeah, is a, uh, which isn't like a, um, not that you'll maybe stay in enlightenment, but your thoughts, you know, come in waves and, and uh, kind of when you recognize that um, those thoughts are a part of everything. Um, Actually, I lost my train of thought here. Uh, but I, I, I did, uh, I was thinking of Thich Nhat Hanh while watching this episode, and, and uh, I actually kind of want to go back and read some of his material. Uh, I'll just give a shout-out then. Thich Nhat Hanh. Read, <laughs> read some Thich Nhat Hanh, listeners. Can you spell that? Great book. Can the country of origin? Uh, Can you country use it of origin is Vietnamese. Uh, Thich Nhat Hanh is T-H-I-C. C H space N H A T space H A H N I believe. Um, strange spelling name, but uh, yeah, Thich Nhat Hanh is great. He actually uh, met with Martin Luther King back in the '60s. Uh, they both uh, protested the Vietnam War. Um, I don't need to give a history. That'll lesson. be on the quiz um, tomorrow, anyway. folks. That'll be on the quiz tomorrow. Write it down. Highlight that Kelsey one. Hop- Kelsey Hopkins, you're getting quizzed. I don't know if she listens to, I don't, I don't know if she listens to these and episodes. her last name is not Hopkins. <laughs> Good try. Oh, that's right. Summers. Summers. Uh, Summers. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, Kelsey. <laughs> Miss you. Sounds like your boss. Say hi to, say hi to Ethan. And uh, what's their baby's name? <laughs> Forrest. Forrest. Hi, Forrest. Hi, Ethan. Hi, Lucy. Hi, Chips and Fish. Nice to see you. Um, or uh, anyway, be heard. <laughs> so to uh, to wrap up, I think Wait, we're, I wanted we're to insert one more thing oh, here about oh, yes, Caleb. just because Please I go. always Please have go. to talk about the books I'm reading now, too. <laughs> and it's always the same yeah. ones. It's not. It's always the same ones. But this time I'm reading one that I haven't read in a few years called The Heart of Yoga. And something stuck out to me. I think I read it yesterday, and it's about, it's kind of, he's laying the groundwork for what yoga is and how to approach it. 
and how it's all about just you know creating awareness and part of that is starting where you are now I think one of the things you said like uh, when people think about meditation it's like well you know like it all sounds I feel like everyone when you're like yeah do you want to meditate like that's a approachable thought or it's like a positive thought if people were to bring meditation into their lives I think most people would vote that it would make their life better it would improve their quality of life but when they think about getting started on it they're like oh well I'm not even like close enough to like begin meditating mm-hmm. it's like I need to mm-hmm. get to a certain place before. first before I start meditating um same with yeah. how uh, TK Deskivar I don't know how to say his last name <laughs> that's good enough is talking about how that's kind of the same thing with yoga it's like people want to get to a spot before they can start doing yoga and it's like no just begin where you are if you're feeling anxious if your mind is super scattered then that is the perfect time to to try and meditate because meditating isn't about plugging that shit up it's about letting it be letting it think and um that that was something that just stuck out to me that i feel like tied in here when we're talking about meditating because i feel like sometimes even when i get out of routines of like meditating whether it's a week a month six months and I haven't really been doing it it's hard for me to approach it I'm like wow I need to like do a a week of like getting my mind right before I can like get back into meditating and it's like no just begin where you are today and what and and whatever's on your mind that you know take it as it is be where you are and so yeah I mean that's that's a rule of life in general is like to do anything well you have to start by be willing to doing it badly at first you know, so whether you want to learn a new skill that you might not be good at at first and it might be intimidating, it's like, well, if you want to get good at that skill or good at that practice or whatever it is, you have to be willing to start doing it badly before you're ever going to be able to do it well. And you can't get caught up in the anxiety of like, well, I'm not going to be able to do it well right away. It's like yeah. you need to be you need to be kind and patient to yourself and recognize like hardly anyone does anything well right away i mean something some people pick things up faster than others uh caleb you actually pick you've picked up lots of things he's one of those people he's one of those people that picks things up quite quickly actually especially my Um, boogers (laughs) okay (laughs) just saying that is also another thing i pick Uh, up well all right Especially out here well, in Tucson, okay. dude. Just, it's dusty. Yeah, so in the desert. Yeah. Dusty in the, burgers. In the, in the desert. Burgers. That is maybe, I mean, maybe then the whole point, or one of the whole points of meditation is just accepting yourself where you are, just starting where you are. Like that in and of itself. And then that translates to your mind, accepting your mind where it is, accepting the thoughts that come as they are. Indeed. Wow. I think, I think we I, are enlightened. We are enlightened. Yeah, we're enlightened now. But I'm enlightened now. I think something that discourages people from meditation or something that people, or I know I've experienced for sure, and can get lost in a meditation, or I can lose my meditation practice because, I mean, Cusick, you were saying, of course, people, when they start something new or when they're trying to do something for the first time, they're not going to be great at it. My mind, or like, I feel like I take that and think, I translate that to me, okay, so over time, then I should get good at it. So I think... Get good, scrub. Get good. So I think a <laughs> wall good. that I have often hit in my meditation practice is like if I do start, just start where I am and then do it consistently, maybe for like six months or so, and then I feel like I should be somewhere further in it. Like I'm like, man, today feels like it did on the first day. Like mm-hmm. I can't yeah. I can't turn off my monkey mind or I can't accept where I am it's right like now. I haven't made any progress. Yes. 
I think that is one of the biggest walls I know personally that I hit, and I think a lot of people hit that too. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely hit that wall all the time when it comes to meditative practices because, yeah, it'll be like weeks or maybe even months that I haven't like properly meditated, and then I try, and I'm like, wow, I feel like I'm back at square one with mm-hmm. this shit. And, it, and it's, it's annoying, but it's like you, that is something you have to learn to push through, and, and then you have to learn to be kind to yourself. You know, take, take care of yourself as if you were taking care of someone that you truly care about because you should at you least are. aim to take care because yeah you should aim to take care of yourself as you're someone who you want to take care and of i think that's just that's um, that's where the golden nugget lies though it's just this constant practice even six months in or six <laughs> years in or six days in it's this constant practice that's of why it's called a practice accepting yourself where you are you know if you try to compare it to like oh, I want to learn how to play basketball and I'm going to be really good at basketball and you practice it every single day for six months and you still can't hit a layup or you can't catch the ball, um, you're probably going to hit that point of like, is this even worth it? Like, maybe this just isn't for me. And I think a lot of people do hit that wall with meditation. Like I said, I know I have personally. So yeah. I, I think the golden nugget is Caleb's boogers. Wow. They're not golden out here in the <laughs> desert, let me tell they you can, that. They can be kind of like, in Sedona, they were reddish. That's like ruby. Oh. Ruby, They're like tan ruby out here. A flawless amethyst. I shall pick up for you, my Bessie. Aren't amethysts purple? Yes. Are they purple? Yeah, rubies are red. Rubies are red. As Violets are, um, are blue. Sugar's sweet, and so are you. Oh, thank you. Wow. Wow. I'm a poet. I didn't even know it. But now everyone well, knows. Um, well, I I guess we could wrap up there, guys. <laughs> yeah, that was I, it. That was the only thing I wanted to add. With uh, boogers and rubies. Boogers and rubies. And boogers begin and where rubies. you are. Begin where you are. Yeah, begin where you are. If you feel like you've moved backwards in life, try not to beat yourself up. I know I do, but try your best to uh, take care of yourself as if you're someone who you care about and you want to take care of. Um... And uh, we love you listeners, and thanks for tuning in, and hopefully we'll be getting to episode seven in the not-too-distant future. Yeah. Uh, if there's so we one, only got two episodes I, left of this, right? Mm-hmm. Two, two episodes left of the Midnight Gospel, and then who knows what we'll talk about. But Maybe never fear, the Midday things. Ramblings with Q is not going off the air. Once we finish the Midnight Gospel, we will keep this going, maybe even better than ever. It's a practice. It is a practice. Indeed, it is a practice, and the only way to get better at something is to keep practicing it. Yeah. So, we love you listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out. And... Farewell. Until next well. time. May the odds be ever in your favor. Your May favor. you suffer the <laughs>